vultures they're sitting backstage right there and we got a few things to talk about before i turn their microphone on first of all this episode is brought to you by Bertles music emma Panel music shadow star books and viewers and listeners like yourselves that being said someone is the first time it's happened in a while someone decided to take time out of their freaking life to write me and say why do you keep running ads and this is why because <laughs> this this thing ain't this thing isn't free all right it's not free to do this it's not well i guess it's kind of cheap it's not expensive but it's not free and so what that whole thing where i said listeners and viewers support like you're from yourselves thank you for the people who are and if you would like to support this show or if you'd like to sh for me to stop viewing it doing ads you can go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash undergroundopolis and for as little as 99 cents a month you can shut your ass up about it all right <laughs> couple little things we are still doing open mic i'm going to bring this up every week until we quit we're still doing open mic at dundee tavern and still seven to ten it's still all ages and it's still going pretty strong it's been a real good good time i'm really proud of this open mic and Oh yeah, someone. Oh, another complaint I got. I almost forgot. <laughs> Somebody told me to that I need to buy the MP3s off their band camps when I use songs and their stuff. Guess what, asshole? I bought. I bought the album. I bought. I I do have the Mox Vultures albums. All right. <laughs> Pretty much everybody's been on the show. I've bought their album. So I don't. I don't People just complain too much anymore, man. <laughs> you want to do your you want to do your show different? Go you know, start your own damn show. And I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm usually a very positive, but I just got under my skin a little bit. <laughs> People want to write me and complain. If you don't like the show, don't watch it. <laughs> anyway, wait. And a huge announcement. I've been hitting around on it on Facebook. Huge announcement. Underground Opolis has gone global. So in the upcoming months, you're going to see bands from Germany. You're going to see bands from Japan. You're going to see bands from Italy. You're going to see bands from Great Britain. 
We have gone global, baby. That, that's the big announcement I've been harassing everybody with. So, anyway, horror punk villains here amongst vultures. They're a super live show. I've seen them a few times. They were at LRS Fest. They were also at Wadi. So, I did a little, a small series on the Wadi bands, and I got behind. But luckily, these guys were at both events, so I'm getting, I'm getting the Wadi and and the LRS Fest, which was a great time. And you, you, if you missed it, which a lot of people did, <laughs> it's like, well, now there was a pretty good turnout. I, but I just I expect it to keep growing every year. I hope it's it was so fun. We, and We'll just go ahead and get started with Amongst Vultures here. Let's unmute your mic. There you go. Do you guys have fun at LRS Fest or what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Wasn't that a great stage? That was just a great yeah, stage. Was, I, yeah. Better we ever played, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I was on the loser yeah. stage up over the hill. <laughs> it was still it still sounded really good over there. Yeah, it sounded good. It sounded good. It sounded good. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe one day I'll get on that big, nice stage. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. We People kept walking over and over to the acoustic stage, too, which I was really happy about. Oh, yeah. There may have been some more people there for a while anyway, you know, for a little bit. Yeah, it seemed like it there for a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the simple questions. I forgot to tell you if I ever – if you see me looking over here like this, it's just where my questions are. I have them over here on an iPad. I'm not looking away from you. And sometimes I'll write stuff down because you might say something that makes me think of a question. That, hey, that's that, that could be a really good question. And I'll write it down so I don't forget it. As I'm not looking away from you. You can ignore it if you want sometimes. We probably won't have nothing good to say. <laughs> How did you all come together? And we'll start with the easy questions. Uh, well, it's been a long haul since... Uh, I guess 2015, I just started to start something of my own, you know, so I started looking for members, been through a few, but uh, I was in a band Odessa a while back and uh, the bass player and I basically searched, you know, found our drummer, which is now Caleb. And we auditioned his brother first, but his brother was like, well, this isn't my cup of tea, but I got my, you know, my younger brother, he's gonna try out. So it worked out, he's great. Next thing you know, uh, Riley here came along. Riley. It's the newest bass player. That's me. Uh, New kid on the block. Right in there. Yeah, I've been there for a few months, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple months. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, also we have Nick, which he's pretty – he's fairly new. The old bass player actually brought Nick in, and uh, that's how – so this latest uh, – Lineup here has been pretty tight. We've been together for what? Six months now? About six months. Yeah. But yeah. Well, if you could narrow down like someone you saw live or so even on TV or whatever, like you saw that you saw somebody and you said, I want to do that. I I want to get on that stage. Who who would that influence be? And it could be more than one. It's it's okay. It's is it for you? Uh, for me, it's probably a little like, I don't know, not really underground, but kind of underground band called The Quakes. They're sort of like the largest psychobilly band that's just modern. And they're just kind of what I want to do, basically. Yeah. Myself. I'm going to say uh, 
Tom Waits and Glenn Danzig, one of my biggest influences as far as, you know. Gary Vaughn's been on this show. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I, I listened to that for sure. It was great. I love I the stories I heard. Yeah. Sure. He's great. He was the nicest guy ever, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. How would you describe the music you typically create? Well, if you take uh, Elvis, Danzig, <laughs> a little bit of Metallica, Slayer, what else? Maybe uh, Sinatra, throw it in the blender. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of what we are. Do you have a particular creative process? Well, I think all, you know, everybody kind of brings in a riff. There were two, and then uh, I'm the person kind of composes it all, and everybody. Then it, after that, everybody kind of throws their little parts in it. Is there anybody that you could like like to collaborate with? Okay. <laughs> I love this question. I always get that. Re I get that reaction usually. That's oh. a tough. Like makes you think. Or who can we collaborate with? Yeah. That we'd like oh, to? who we'd like to? It'd be like kind of like a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, I'm gonna say, of course, I'm. I'm a big Danzig fan, so yeah, Danzig. Uh, or uh, maybe Reverend Horn Heat. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What is your uh, what's the your favorite show that you've played? I'm gonna say uh, Third Street Dive. Always we always get a good reaction there. Good crowd. Oh, it's fun. You got a good story you can share with us? A good show story. Well, I mean, there's always the fucking story of going up to Vic's Bar and Brew in Mount Carmel. Yeah, <laughs> we, show, we show we all showed up hauling all our stuff in. And we get into the venue, and our stage is literally a carpet that's normally the size where we would just put the drums. Yeah. And so we were all, all four of us packed in just as tight as we could possibly be. It was a tight spot. It was, it was funny. It was fun, though. A fun challenge. It was, a, it was like an L shape. We were playing here, and the, like the audience went on the other side of it, like, it was just weird. We were stuffed in between a coffee bar and a window. Yeah. And that's your favorite show? No, that's... I don't know about my favorite, just best story. Yeah. yeah. Let's, hear about, let's, let's hear your favorite show. I know you got to have a favorite. It's hard, but it's got, got to have a favorite show. Probably Wadi Stock, I think. Really? All the way, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool, cool little thing. Yeah. What, what makes you say Wadi? So, which I, I love going to Wadi. So, <laughs> it was just a very interesting group of people, sort of out of our our usual range, but they seemed to like it. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice, pretty nice stage compared to what we normally do. True. Good size stage. Good size stage. Good other bands, I think. Yeah. Oh. Fun, fun place. Fun people. Well, here's the counter question, another one of my favorites. What's your least favorite show? <laughs> <laughs> What's the least favorite one? Damn. 
I would say probably, I'd say it's probably that first time we played at Air Devils Inn where all of their stuff was broken yeah. and we didn't have all the uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, the, yeah. One of the, a couple of those Air Devil Inn shows were really rough, yeah. That or the one out in the American Legion, because that one was also kind of. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah. I have to say, Air Devil's Inn is kind of haunted and it has that kind of like that feel to it. And we that aura was just, it, it was all just the big cloud hanging down over us during that show. So during a couple of those shows. Yeah. So you, you a paranormal believer? Yeah. Are For you? Sure. Yeah. Any other paranormal encounters? Me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was in South Dakota. I was working in an old jail one time, and uh, <laughs> it was some weird stuff. I kept hearing weird things, and and I wasn't high or anything. I wasn't, you know, there were no magic mushrooms involved that night, but I saw some shadows walking by and stuff like that. So ever since then, I've been kind of, yeah, auras and stuff like that, or energies kind of creep me out. So for sure. You've not ever done any ghost hunting? No, not official. <laughs> you don't want to go. You don't want to go find one. <laughs> Just a few, uh, a few graveyards and stuff like that. That one in E Town is pretty spooky. What was it called? I don't know. We were supposed to do a video there, but I don't know if we're going to do it now. Gates of Hell or something like that in E Town supposed to be pretty creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, we wanted to take some photos there and stuff, but. Never made it. <laughs> well, what what's your favorite song to play live? Psilocybin. Yeah, probably Psilocybin. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a newer song, but it's called Psilocybin. We'll Very, be releasing it pretty soon yeah. once we're done mixing. Exactly. We got an EP coming out soon. Right. Uh, it's, it's really instrumental. It has like one lyric and the... Uh, you have one guess as to what the lyric in psilocybin is. Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to guess? Yep, give yeah, give me a guess. You got one guess. Mushroom? <laughs> Psilo- yeah. Oh, it was so close. close. Yeah. Magic <laughs> mushroom. No, psilocybin. <laughs> well, since it is my show, I get to, we get to talk about my favorite song, and that would be House of a Thousand Corpses. So yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, definitely. I love those guys. <laughs> Uh, tell me the story behind that. The story behind that song? Yeah. Well, actually, our old bass player threw it line down, and uh, I was so influenced by that movie because I think it's a great cult classic. I mean, to me, oh, you yeah. know, I love it. The lines in it, the characters. And I was like, well, you know what? It just came together so fast, and I was like, it, this is what I'm going to name it. Because it's it it, just, it caught on so fast. I was like a thousand corpses, and the chorus, of course, it flowed with it. It you know it went so well. I just that's what I named it. Okay, so you, do you have a video for that song? Is that the one you have the video for? That you yeah. actual full production? Yep, yeah, we do. It's on. It's in. It's on YouTube under the Vulture Culture Club. Okay, which is kind of our video a new video kind of promotion thing going on we're, we're getting to get another video going as well so yeah on the sixth right yep yep the sixth yes yep if you guys join the fiends of underground Opolis gr- discussion group be sure to join that because i i put stuff in there all the time and like so to 
put that video in there, you'll get views. It's oh yeah, it's, it's sure. been a very effective group. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do that for sure. Uh, who who made the video with you? Was uh, it was it Force Media? Yeah, okay. Derek Spruill. Is it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you have an actual director on site and stuff like that? Uh, no. DIY, huh? DIY. But we had a, our, what we call our kind of producer, you know, but he's actually, he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a mastermind behind it and uh, helps us out a lot. It's Chris, uh, a good friend of ours. Actually, he's part of the Vultures, uh, Chris Wortham. He's part of it. So he, a lot of his ideas went in and, uh, and a lot of, of course, our own ideas. So it was great. Would we deem him the manager? Yeah, he's kind of a <laughs> agent, manager, Someone agent, like man agent, and a beer drinker during our show. <laughs> well, did I see something on Tater Vision Records? Did you do something on there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we did a song. It was originally called "Into the Grave." And of course, it was kind of radio. It was made more radio friendly, so it was called "Mistake I Made" mess I've made. or "Mess I Made." That's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's see. Well, our songs, kind of. Yeah. Where all have you performed? Uh, uh, Magbar. Cool place. I played there Friday night. Oh yeah. Nice. We want to get back there. So if you can help us oh, out. That's <laughs> uh, pretty, it's not hard to get in there. Uh, I, was, I, I was just doing to help a band out from Chicago, but it, oh. it, there was, it wound up being a really good turnout there. I think it, it's kind of usually is on the weekends anyway. And well, it was a good night. Yeah. Well, maybe Where we else? should come together there, you know, we can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, also, where else? Uh, Third Street Dive, of course. Of course. Air Devils in. Air Devils in. Twenty uh, First Amendment, which has another good good yeah, venue. We have a good time there. Yeah. We played somewhere in Illinois. Yeah, I think that. Oh, uh, Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. We also played the venue. A couple times out in Evansville. The venue in Evansville. That's a uh, that's Maria Maria, is that hers? I think so. Maria, yeah. Maria Strange or something like that. That's her place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we played a bar in Indianapolis, I think it was recently. Indianapolis. I yeah. forget what it was called. Yeah, we can't remember the name of the bar. Yeah. It was kind of like a biker bar. It was a neat little place. It wasn't, what was it not Melody Inn? Yeah. <laughs> no, not the Melody Inn. No. That's punk rock night, isn't it? The place. Yeah. That, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been that might have been Death Mountain Spiders that was there. yeah that was it yeah my bad my bad was Death no. Mountain Spiders yeah those guys man they helped us out a lot just want to mention them for sure and they're uh, they're a great group of guys they're great and uh, we uh, we played a lot with them here and in Evansville in Louisville and Evansville so hell they're getting quite a bit of traction in Louisville really yeah. they are <laughs> yeah are a good punk rock band for good sure for yeah. That's, um, I've lost my place. How how many instruments do you play? Yeah, look. <laughs> with you. How many instruments do you play? Well, yeah. Well, we'll start with me because Riley's got a very 
large. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I can play drums a little bit and guitar. And that's about as far as it goes. Well, you got that, you got that down in my voice and all. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can I can pretend to sing a little bit. <laughs> ah, hell. <laughs> got that badass microphone. I love those microphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wound up buying one, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't regret buying that at all. I, I, I don't do, either. I do want a black uh, microphone with the red inside of it, though. That'd be great. Probably do that up. Just paint it. Yeah. Take the grill off, and yeah. well, I might have to customize that one. Do you play a fifty-two twelve? Is that what? a Gretsch? The Gretsch is that fifty-two twelve? It's a what they call a rat rod. Yeah. It's a good-looking guitar. I got a Gretsch. I got. I've got a Gretsch. It won't stay in tune. I don't. You know, I'm not I'm gonna not, lie. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna lie to you. That thing, yeah, it's tough to keep in tune. Oh, yeah. so it's not just me? Okay, good. No, no, I think it's a Gretsch thing. I think it is too, man. Yeah, I love them, but you know, it's a love-hate kind of thing. It is. They look so good. They sound. They sound incredible. Oh yeah. And they're, but it's it's like having a Harley. It's a lot of maintenance. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you nailed it right yeah. there. Because <laughs> I've had a Harley. I know how that goes. Yeah, you know, they look. They just they're absolutely beautiful, and they're. They sound great. Yeah. You know, constantly got to work on those damn things. You know, that, that's what I noticed with my Gretsch. I constantly got to work on it. <laughs> if a Gretsch leaked oil, it would leak oil. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about you, Riley? Well, for for live shows, I pretty much stick to playing the bass, the electric bass, the upright bass, and sometimes the guitar. I know, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves the guitar because it's rad as fuck. What can I say? But I also just play basically every instrument I can get my hands on. It'd be easier to list the things I don't play. <laughs> well, let's say uh, the bass clarinet uh, is one of them. Bass clarinet, trombone, trombone, harmonica, uh, ocarina. I could play the violin, but I haven't had that one in a while, so it's been a minute. Banjo, ukulele, <laughs> mandolin. There's there's too many. And by the it way, goes. some of that will be featured on this next EP. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah. C can you leak the name of the EP just yet or I can't because I don't know it. Well, I can leak it out. It's gonna be uh the Dark Horse Sessions. Okay. Is that did you record at a place called Dark Horse? Yep. Yep. Right. Where's that at? Uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, Just wow. Outside of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, like wow. 20 minutes from Nashville. Did you, you didn't set up a show while you were there? No. Nah. Didn't have time. Yeah, we didn't have time. Uh, it was all week, nailing it, getting yeah. stuff down, yep. living out of our cars. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Could have bust on Broadway a little. Could have. Could have. Could have. Could have. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it. That's a lot of competition there, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really. A lot of competition. All that group out there. <laughs> Can't have any competition if no one can hear them. That's right. <laughs> so, if, if you could work with any producer, who would that be? 
Um, well, for me personally, the, my favorite producer that I know is a lady in Nashville that goes by the moniker of Dipwith. She's just really good and does a lot of the style of music that we do produce producing wise. So I love to work with her sometime, but I don't know that many producers. So well, it could be it doesn't have to be somebody. It could be anybody. Some uh, the most popular answer is usually one is uh, Rick Rubin. That's a real popular answer. Yeah. And another one is that I can't I can never remember his name, but uh, he did the first Tom Petty record. He's the guy that stole all their money. But he's like, but he's a good producer. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs the money? Just get some good production. Can't steal my money if I don't have yeah. any. <laughs> uh, and well, I, I never mean, go I'm ahead. Rally on that, yeah, because I don't know any producers. Uh, I'm still waiting for somebody to say Alan Parsons, but nobody ever does. <laughs> uh, what was an album you bought with your own money? And immediate listen to it and immediately threw it out the window. <laughs> Another favorite question. Oh, <laughs> Everybody's got one. Wow. <laughs> or just threw it away. <laughs> Whatever. Damn. Wow. That's a tough one. I know one, but I can't remember what it was called. It was some bare naked ladies album. I don't really like them, but there's this one, this one album that I listen to, and it's just like, this sucks. Ah, shit. I can't remember what it was called, though. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit to something, all right? This, all right? You don't normally do this, but I did buy a No Doubt album one time. It was something newer, and it was just garbage. I was like, well, well, you know, it was nowhere near that one uh, was it Tragic Kingdom, which I really liked that album. But and I just threw, I just basically I listened to like one part of it and I threw it and uh, I threw it away. I'm not gonna lie to you. That seemed to happen with a lot of the mid '90s bands, man. It's like they got that one good album. They put all their they put all their great songs on the first album. Then they really get to the second album. They're like, we don't have anything but this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that was it. One album. Yeah. It seemed like that happened a lot in the 90s. There's very few, you know, and the sophomore album is like the most important. Oh, I forgot my question. You you said something that made me think of a question. That's why I usually write that down. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so what's next? Planning on a tour or anything? No, next is just a music video. Yeah, the video, it's coming out November 6th, and we're going to be really working on that. Don't have anything planned yet for this, the rest of the year. Probably next year is where we start really grinding again. But That's all right. We've got a new material to work on, stuff like that, throughout the winter time. I hear you. I do. I'm kind of looking forward to winter with that myself. And, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, well, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up? You got a band camp to drop or anything? A website? Facebook? I know you got a Facebook. Yeah, we got that's, Facebook. Where, that's where I stole all the pictures. We've got an Instagram. Instagram yeah. mm -hmm. OnlyFans? Check out our OnlyFans. We've got one. <laughs> we do have OnlyFans. Do you really? Yeah. Yep. Nothing on it. I need to get on that. But We're about to throw some photos on there, you know, like a 
uh, we might make a little calendar for every uh, every month. Uh, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're going to be posing some. Uh, Seductive what do you call it? Pose, Seductive poses. How are we now? You see it? You got to have Javi in his in his thong and yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> his Santa Claus hat and thong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>